The following podcast will contain graphic, disgusting, crass, foul, mature, and immature content. This is Rascal Toscobble, half-elf rogue. And nothing will stop me from killing Chad. It's just not in hard meat. Oh wow. The high off wizard. And I'm invincible. This is Sir Colvick Dykesy. Half orc cleric. And I like my lasagna baked. Previously on the Very Good Adventuring Team. These purple worms have been digging around, and if they dig around too much, this whole thing's gonna collapse. I need somebody to get down on Aether, and I need them to take care of these beasts before they crumble this whole fucking city. Worms, eh? <laughs> and then combat begins. Whoa. I'll have you guys all roll for initiative. There wasn't a lot of build up there at all. Yeah, I just kind of wanted to go right into this one and, and let it happen. So I'm just gonna gonna try to kill us right away. Mm-hmm. Straight in the beam, right in the urethra. Oh no! Oh. Why are we always in between two worms? Kind of out away from Jackie's hole. I'm gonna throw a rock over there. Sounds like everybody's playing a broken trumpet. It's <laughs> trumpet. <laughs> With like one of the plunger things on the front or something. <laughs> Except it's cracked. <laughs> You're gonna take 53 poison damage from that. 53. Alright. Uh, we need some help here. In the past, I've used this to create cages around enemies, but uh, I think I'm going to create a cage around us. Hey, yogurt slingers, over here! And just right. shoot it out straight in front of me. <laughs> you know, <laughs> shoot it out straight in front of you. <laughs> shoot it right out there. Uh, Come okay. on, mummy period. Pyramid. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, a stunned creature is incapacitated, which is also a condition that I'll read next. Can't move and can speak only falteringly. A uh, creature automatically fails strength and dexterity saving throws. Attack rolls against the creature have advantage. And incapacitated means a incapacitated creature can't take actions or reactions. So yeah, they, uh, they just stuck. And do they get... No, they're just straight up stunned for one minute. There's no, like, at the end of each round saving throw. Dude, these guys are effed in the B. Uh, we have... Now he's effed in the B. They have hundreds of hit points, so we gotta be able to hit them hard and fast. Well, I mean, I think, uh, putting some beans in their mouth. I have two things of cleaning fluid left. I don't know if that's gonna be enough to kill them. I mean, we all do. Like, are we standing around discussing this? Yeah, it's going to start costing you guys rounds soon. Yeah, okay. So I'm going to walk up to Ellen and cast Disintegrate into her mouth at a level 7. Dang. Pew pew. What's that do? <laughs> Disintegrate is a pretty badass spell, man. Wow. This thing, uh, thin gray, thin green ray springs from my pointing finger to a target that you can see within range. The target can be a creature, object or a creation of magical force. A creature targeted by the spell must make a dexterity saving throw. On a failed save, the target takes 10d6 plus 40 force damage. This damage reduces the target to zero hit points. It is disintegrated. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Blah, blah, blah. Blah, blah, blah. The spell automatically disintegrates a large or smaller non-magical <coughs> non object or a creation of magical force. If the target is a huge or larger object or creation of force, 
This spell disintegrates a 10-foot cube portion of it. I don't know if that actually applies here. No, it doesn't, because uh, okay. it's a creature, not a thing, or whatever that works out yeah, to be. Yeah, it's not an object or a creation of force or whatever, but... So, well, yeah. Ellen automatically fails that saving throw and therefore takes a total, it looks like, of 91 damage. That is a goodly chunk of damage. Mm-hmm. All right. Anything else on your turn? Nope. That'll do. That'll do, pig. That'll it do. We begin round four. Kolvik, it is over to you. All right. Trying to remember where my new mace and how much that did. It did a lot, but I don't think eh, I can do better stuff than that. Yeah, just for precaution, I'm going to go up to the farthest one, which would be... Jackie. Jackie. I'm totally going to go ahead and put a bean off in her, right up into her mouth. Like, kind of crawl in there. Whatever, take it. Set it, <laughs> put some water in it, and run out of that mouth. Okay. Uh, okay, so the beans have to be planted. Oh, Otherwise, they basically just explode. Okay. So I'm going to say what you would have to do is, like, cut a little... <laughs> you'd have to, like, dig a furrow and then mm-hmm. stick the bean in there, and we'll call that planted. <laughs> I'm totally going to do that. I'm going to furrow a bean right into it there and... Plowing your fields. Plowing my fields. And I assume that's going to take that full action. Yeah, yeah. And that's why I was saying that, because that is going to take a complex action of sorts. Uh, all right, so track to magic bean and roll me percentile dice. Oh, it's going to do automatic, huh? Yeah, I like I said, man, I mean, these things are supposed to take a minute to, to yeah, go, it but... Yeah, it was going to be my precautionary. All right, let me go ahead and... Your time bomb. My time bomb here. 80... 89. 89? Huh. Well, actually, all right, so this is kind of interesting. A nest of 1d4 plus 3 eggs springs up. Any creature that eats an egg must make a DC 20 constitution saving throw. On a successful save, a creature permanently increases its lowest ability score by 1, randomly choosing among equally low scores. On a failed save, the creature takes 10d6 force damage from an internal magical explosion. Uh, so, this thing is kind of already in its mouth. And it basically fails all saves. Yeah. Right? Uh, no, it fails strength and dexterity saves. Constitution is still... On the uh, table? Yeah. So, uh, there are a total of four eggs. Let's say... Well, fuck it. We should just resolve all this this round. I was going to say this will take a round to, like, for them to, like, roll back into its throat, but what the hell, let's just resolve it out now. Uh, so, DC 20 constitution saving throw... And it has plus 11 to constitution. Okay. So that's one success. That's uh, one failure. One success. Uh, so a total of three successes and one failure. Did you just uh, make this worm stronger? <laughs> so its intelligence is now four. <laughs> and so it, it gets a little smarter and then realizes what's about to happen to it. <laughs> Uh, and then, all right, and then 10d6 force damage as the other egg explodes. Let's roll that up here. That is a grand total of 32 damage magically exploding inside of Jackie. Kaboom. 32 damage and (laughs) poor thing smarter. Mm Mm-hmm. That's pretty great. Anything else on your turn, Mr. Kolvik? Nope. Pretty pretty satisfied with that. Satisfying turn. Roscoe? You have advantage automatically on these things, by the way. Can I ask uh, Melvin a question? And will that cost me my action? Mm, yeah, you can ask him a simple question. Can you cast that spell again that made the box? Yes. Except can you make an expandable membrane? Yes, but it cannot hurt anybody. We get to Ant-Man this? I was thinking about it. <laughs> hey, no spoilers. I haven't seen it yet. All right. So I'll just uh, Tide butthole. shoot at Jackie with my bow for a sneak attack. All right. Give me that sneak attack. Why are you using your bow? Hmm? Oh, yeah. Well, I already said I was going to. Yeah. Fuck it. 
21. That's a hit. Alright. For 12 damage. And then here's the sneak attack damage. 27. Kaboom! Total of 39. Not a bad round. Who did you attack? Jackie. Okay. Anything else on your turn? Oh, move back a bit. Can I? Yeah. yeah you got a big open space you can run in. Nine rounds of being stunned remained. Ellen and Jackie go past their turns. We return to Melvin. I'm going to attack Ellen again, casting Disintegrate at a six level. Right on. Oof. That save done got failed. You finally uh, got a decent average out of your roll there. Uh, so that is 75 damage. So you have actually moved past bloodied at this point. Good accent. That part was Australian. Point. Thought. Anything else on your turn, Melvin? No. Round five, Kolvik. Um, quit messing around. Uh, that was to Ellen, correct? I'm going to go over to Ellen as well and do a inflict wounds up at the fifth level, possibly. 18 is just enough to hit. Thank you, advantage. For a 44 total. Dang. You have got Ellen down to wrecked. Anything else you'd like to do on your turn? I think. Roscoe, it's already back to you. I will use my bow again. To which one is wrecked? I'm sorry, Jackie. Ellen. Ellen. All right, I'll attack Ellen. 20. 20 is a hit. 11. And 26. That is enough to slay the purple worm that is Ellen. You uh, feel a large gust of wind as Ellen sags lifeless to the ground, sort of rolling over on its side. The statue's still inside, Ellen? (laughs) (laughs) Must be. Oh, you can barely hit. Uh, all right. Well, given the fact that you just dispatched that one in, what did that make it, five rounds? And now you are completely unhindered to damage the other one. You guys are probably running low on spell slots and whatnot, but I think we can pretty easily call this and say that they are, uh, that Jackie will be dispatched. We win again. Yes. Two purple worms, man. It's amazing how effective your spells are getting. I thought we were dead for sure. Considering you almost got killed in the first round. Goddamn near killed me in one turn. (laughs) I'm going to turn around, look at the guys and say, let's blow this corpse. (laughs) And walk away. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) All right. So you guys leave a a statue of Roscoe. It's a shame those things aren't permanent, but it's only 24 hours. <laughs> just insulting you as it walks sh- away. Shouting into the void as it's buried forever. <laughs> <laughs> well, wait, actually, did it... Uh, where was that effect? So, wait, the statue becomes inanimate after 24 hours, but it's, like, it oh, stays a statue. So there's a monument to me down here. <laughs> it's inside of this gigantic purple worm. That's pretty priceless. That is. Should be using these things more often. Hang on. There's a good chance this will turn into a statue of me. I'm going to plant this in your town square. <laughs> <laughs> oh. That's the worst that could happen. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Well, that was substantially quicker and easier than I thought it would be. I probably uh, probably that. should learn how to play monsters more effectively. But... That was lucky. I mean, that thing would have killed me or Melvin in one hit. So that whole thing, went, I mean, it was lucky attacks cross to go pretty much. Yeah, it would have probably killed one, each of you, either of you rather, in one hit, and mm-hmm. uh, the fact done. that you stunned both of them when they had a plus 11 to constitution. That was luck. That was, uh, yeah, pretty nuts. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it attacked on the wisdom, so that was lucky that was a wisdom, mm-hmm. not a constitution. Well, and hi. <laughs> You guys have successfully slain two purple worms. Slayer of dragons and slayer of worms. Add that to your business card. I already have. (laughs) (laughs) So, as we're walking around, do we notice any tunnels leading to any treasure? 
tunnels to treasure. <laughs> you guys see any treasure tunnels around here? Any treasure tunnels coming around here? I imagine there's a tunnel down there with a wooden sign on it with treasure, but like the R is backwards. Well, actually, <laughs> I'd be wondering, because these worms are kind of going all over the city and underneath and everything. Do you think there's one of these tunnels that goes underneath to the meteorite itself that nobody's tried to tap into? Tap. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Is there? I guess let's... Uh... There is not a tunnel going straight to the meteorite. All right. Good try, though. Yeah. It's always I mean, worth asking. I mean, what's preventing us from just going straight to the meteorite? I mean, is it... It's nobody's meteorite. It's everybody's meteorite. Why can't we just go to the meteorite? I suppose you could try. I mean, the only thing is, is like nobody's been able to chip anything off. What would be the, the good point of it? How do you know that? Have you tried? No, but by a description of what the meteorite is like, it sounds like there's a lot of people who have been. I, can, I guess I haven't. I could make an I could make a an an image of something that's made out of meteorite stuff, and then we could use that to chop off some. We can plant a bean under it. Five beans. See if one of them come up with something else. Cheap it. I don't know. Just saying. What if we just got our reward buggered out of here? <laughs> <laughs> we should get a reward first, but then go get more. <laughs> more. For some reason, underneath the ground, I'm getting really... Enti- Maybe it's lack of oxygen, but I'm getting really enticed by Melvin speaking. I'm like, man, that would be pretty cool to get more. I like treasure. We could get all of it. I like treasure. <laughs> I like money. You don't like money like <laughs> I like money. I like money. <laughs> What's 20 billion minus 60 billion? It's a lot of billions. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, you guys make your way up to the surface. What would you like to do? Uh, I, would, I mean, that was a, like a fairly quick encounter. Let's say it's only like one in the afternoon at this point. <laughs> oh, talk- man. Remember <laughs> the problem you had? <laughs> well, yeah, I think that's, that's what we should go first. Talk to Brianzy. Yeah. Brianzy. Brian C., named Brian after C. one of our patrons, by the way. Ah, thank you, Brian C. Uh, so I'm glad you... we didn't make this guy a douchebag or anything. <laughs> <laughs> you guys walk your way back up to Brian C.'s little outdoor patio area. He's sitting up there holding court amongst all his uh, local little petty uh, merchants and miners and what have you. Then, well, he sees the three of you and is like, when do you guys think you're going to go down there? My Done. accent seems to have changed dramatically. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of a lemon tough, now you're Australian. Yeah, I know. That just went way south. Literally way yeah. south. Oh, you guys are back real early. We're done. We're done? Bullshit. Want to go down there and see? He looks at the three of you appraisingly. And I don't know. Let's see. Would you guys be covered in like... Worm goo or anything? Kulvik would be, since he crawled in one. That's true. Uh, with a three that I rolled on that, I'm going to say that he doesn't trust you guys. Uh, you know, you could have splattered on whatever goo. So he sends a runner down into the tunnels. You guys kind of explain where you killed these things. Say so at least pour us a drink while we wait. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. He'll humor you. Uh, pours out some drinks, and you guys all sit there in the blazing hot midday sun. Sure as shit. A little while later, his runner comes back all out of breath and is like, Oh, they got him! They killed him! There's two of them! They're big and they're dead! (laughs) 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 Brian, see? You should, uh, kill your underling. Brian C. is duly amazed by your ability as adventurers, is, is pretty well wowed by it. Wow. He is going to produce for you a one pound sizable ingot of this material, um, and he's grateful to do it, man. Like, you guys have literally saved a town that was going to be sunken into the desert by these things in their tunneling. And then, as promised, each of you... Uh, I'm going to let each of you decide what thing you would like to get made out of this out of this star metal. Man. So again, what are the properties of this star metal? It's just heavy. I mean, it's just 
kind of indestructible, sounds like. Pretty darn near indestructible, and uh, it's going to be a, a cool thing, whichever you pick, and that's just it's just going to have a high bonus to it, effectively. Okay. I don't even know. <laughs> what do you get to the person who's invincible? Chainmail. <laughs> I want a chainmail shirt. Oh. I want chainmail pants. <laughs> All right. I'm indestructible. Yeah, so that way they know that one, I got the flashiest pants of the land. Those two, would be some blinging pants. Yeah, nobody can try to cut my legs off. I don't know why they would, but just in case. <laughs> you know, I, I wonder if you're doing it because of the flashback to the the hands from Chosen that came up out of the ground and grabbed oh. your crotch. <laughs> <laughs> Never again will my undercarriage be unprotected. <laughs> All right, so a chainmail shirt, some chainmail pants. Melvin, what you thinking? I don't know. Chainmail Crocs? <laughs> <laughs> that sounds really uncomfortable. I what I thought about his pants. Really uncomfortable? Imagine the chafing. Can't imagine that you'd wear them as like the underlayer. I think they'd be like, uh, like, like some cloth or some whatever. Lighting. I feel like I'd be walking around, it'd be like a jingle sound. Ching, 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 go with maybe a, maybe a chainmail hood. I mean, it also doesn't have to be armor, by the way. You could make a weapon. I should have been more clear about that for each of you guys. If you want to, if that changes either of your minds. Not me. No, my mace is pretty badass, it is, it is. Took your meaning to be a weapon or armor. Yeah. I mean, wizard doesn't have much use for weapons, really. I don't know if there's anything else I could make that chain would even help grill. me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It'd be chain mail. You could just have it made out of the metal. You could bite things with it. <laughs> Plus two to biting. Act of desperation, biting. <laughs> chain mail hood or hoodie, or just the hood. Hoodie sounds nice. Any ideas, guys? Would be super cool. <laughs> Man, for Melvin, like a man who's been around it all. I don't know, it's hard because Melvin doesn't seem like he likes things. He should get a slammer. Can you animate things? Yeah, with the right spell, I think I can. Should have a little clockwork man made. Huh. For what, hand jobs? <laughs> well, clockwork. What is my purpose? <laughs> <laughs> you give me hand jobs. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, God. <laughs> Hi, my Mr. Meeple. Oh, no. I do like the idea of a little clockwork dude. Like, what are you, what are you thinking for that, Roscoe? I don't know, like an archer or a warrior of some kind. I suppose if it was an archer, you'd have to have them arrows. So then he'd arrows. be like a turret. So it says, all right, so there's a spell called Animate Objects. Objects come to life at my command. Choose up to 10 non... I think this is the right one. Maybe it's not the right one. I thought there was one that kind of permanently brings something to life or something. Animate dead. No, I guess it is. I guess there's a, there's a spell called Animate Objects. It doesn't animate anything permanently that I can tell. I thought there was something, though, that animated something permanently. Yeah, I think there is. I can't think of it off the top of my head, though, because that's, like, more or less the whole justification behind Perryland. Right. Perryland. So it goes something like, ten ma choose ten non-magical objects. Each target becomes a creature under my control. So it's a concentration spell, up to one minute. Uh, I can mentally command a creature. Um... Uh, I mean, the only thing I do is animate like a tiny little, <laughs> tiny little dude made out of star metal. I guess would he be invincible then, or what? Uh, basically, so I should have actually looked up this whole thing before this, but I mean, I mean, there are things like stone golems and stuff like that, which are magically animated creatures. So there's obviously a way to do it. Uh, true polymorph is what one person suggests on the internet. Um, if the spell becomes permanent, the only big thing is that you no longer control the creature, and it might remain friendly to you, depending on how you treated it. Otherwise, wish. Right, that's like a long ways away. But, yeah, looks like true polymorph would probably be your best option. Is that a, is that a ninth level spell? Uh, maybe. I don't recall. 
that's a ninth level spell. I like the idea. It'd be pretty cool. I just don't know what I can do with it. I guess I could make a little guy and then I could animate him as I needed him. And make whatever. But I don't know what he would do. Like, what would his, what would he be able to do? He would be able to, I guess he would be probably be a tiny creature, mm -hmm. but he'd do 1d4 plus 4 damage, maybe? He <laughs> <laughs> would just be a, annoying. <laughs> Dude, so do you want like a tiny, what if they made like a tiny Melvin statue? I mean, yeah, it doesn't matter what he looks like. Would he be, I don't know, what's the difference between a tiny and a small? Probably the size. It'd have to be. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Um. <laughs> uh, tiny. Wait, tiny and small, did you say? Yeah. Uh, tiny is anything less than like two and a half foot by two and a half foot. Small is anything under five by five. Okay. That would take a lot of star metal though. So an imp or a sprite is the example of tiny. A giant rat or a goblin is the example of small. I would suggest that you could also, like with enough time and effort, you could like craft it the way that you would craft a golem. Well, what is it, what like, are the rules around golems? Creating a magic item. Oh, well. So the things that we make, they're just going to get pluses to armor, basically? Uh, if you choose armor, then yeah. And what was that plus going to be? Uh, that's going to be a plus two. Nice! AC of 22. It's fucking baller, dude. Blinging ass <laughs> pants. At this point, I'm not... I don't know. Colvick will get a little too cocky for his bridges. They're going to wear no shirts and just shiny pants. Mm-hmm. I'll just go with a hood. I don't, right. know, I don't know what else I can do with this. Well, take plus two to your AC. That's still pretty worth uh, worth having. Is that an additional to any qualities of kind of a helmet or just plus two in general? Just plus two at this point. Um, I will remind you that I said that they are, that this equipment is like particularly capable accept, of accepting enchantments. So oh. if we figure out a way to do an enchantment at some point. Gotcha. Is this, is this stuff really called star metal, or is it actually called adamantine or something? Uh, I've been calling it star metal just because that makes it sort of unique to our campaign, but so. adamantine would also be a name for it. So I'm just going to call it a star metal chain hood. There you go. Does that work? I wonder if I could just make pieces of flare just to put all over my clothing. <laughs> like At least 15. Like <laughs> little buttons. Don't you want to express yourself? <laughs> <laughs> you got to ask yourself if you're the kind of person that wants to do the minimum. <laughs> I haven't watched that movie in far too long. I just watched it a couple weeks ago. Pretty great. Hey, guys! Nerd oh. <laughs> 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 in the parking lot. Get a room, you two! <laughs> That's what it is. Okay. <laughs> he does this. Yeah. <laughs> Alright. Coolio. Now we're even more invincible. Yeah. Even more invincible. Additionally more invincible. Invincibler. Invincible. Additionally we, uh, more invincibler. We are the invincibleist. That sounds like an 1800s product or like magazine invincibleist. Hi ho, VGAT fans. Thanks for continuing to waltz along with us on our journey. I just recently visited Philadelphia for the first time ever. For anyone who was wondering, it appears that Mr. Megorium's masturbatorium was just a myth. Or, at least, I wasn't able to find it. I did take an excellent historical walking tour, though, and learned a ton of fascinating things. Did you know that the entire state was a gift to William Penn to settle a debt with the crown? Can you imagine that? The King of England owes your family a shitload of money, and they're like, um, how about 46,000 square miles of land in the New World instead? Well, anyway, if you're out there, I would highly recommend getting breakfast at Sabrina's Cafe and then going to the National Constitution Center. Both were top-notch experiences, and there's a shit ton of other stuff there, too. 
Dearest patrons, I am so sorry I haven't posted anything about Pogs yet. Between travel, work, and just keeping up with episodes, I haven't had time to post a decent update about them. Or maybe I will have by the time this episode comes out. Probably not, though. I don't have a moment of free time to speak of for at least a week. Don't worry, though. I have them, they're all portioned out for you, and once I have addresses from the folks that want them, I'll get them in the mail soon. Folks, I keep trying to tell you that we have a website. Because by golly, we have a website. That website is thevgat.com. T-H-E-V-G-A-T dot com. Why do I keep telling you about our website? Because it's the central place for all the things that we do. Someday, there might not be an iTunes. Someday, there might not be a Patreon. Someday, there might not even be an internet. But no matter what happens, our website will still be there. It will have links to the places where you can download our show, or you can just play it right from the site itself. It will have our sweet, sweet artwork. It will probably have a way to donate to help out the show. No matter what, though, it will exist through all eternity, possibly even outlasting the human race itself, or at least our mortal three-dimensional concept of it. So, you know, check it out if you've got time. But before the end of everything, you still have adventuring to get back to. So get back to it. You guys, uh, well, you just burned right the fuck through that encounter, so, uh, yeah. Um, you've made some friends in this here little town. Brian C. Uh, enjoyed your company and enjoyed your quick dispatching of his problem. You decide to hang out in the town for a little bit longer and enjoy the hospitality of the locals, all of whom have now considerably warmed to you for having, well, saved their town and livelihoods. Look at you guys going around like adventurers doing what more or less amounts to good deeds. Mm-hmm. Remember the name, Sir Colvick Darkseed. And... Very good adventuring And the very good adventuring team. I should have a statue, statue commissioned for you for this town. There's already one of Roscoe down there if there, anyone cares to go get it. Mm-hmm. They'll worship it. On, on this day, Colvick Darkseed dispatched two purple worms. All by himself. All by himself. No, all not all by, by himself. I, I definitely feel I'm... Definitely feel I'm part of the group team, but it's a kind of weird feeling once you kind of know your god on a personal level. Getting kisses. I mean, <laughs> you're kind of feeling a little bit on the cocky side. I mean, you're like, uh, yeah, I prayed to a deity and they met me. Yeah, yeah, I snuggled their bosom. Yeah, I. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not at Roscoe level and don't want to don't want to be, but. Oh yeah, you do. <laughs> I don't know. After being like Sir Colbert Darkseed and kind of always winning, been a little bit on the cocky side. <laughs> Sir Colbert winning. <laughs> Sir Colbert winning seed. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Why'd you have to add seed on the end of it? <laughs> I was that makes everything it. weird. <laughs> <laughs> what, makes it better though. You don't want my winning dike, You don't want my winning seed. I'm drinking this beer seed. <laughs> <laughs> Technically, we're all the winning seed. <laughs> Touche. We were all champion swimmers. For a day at least. <laughs> that feels like a t-shirt in a shitty novelty shop. You were a champion swimmer at least once. <laughs> After everybody else beat the shell, mm. you made it through. I guess everybody's a winner at least once in their life, huh? Yeah. Very true. Unless you're twins. Fraternal twins. Oh, <laughs> you started your life oh. on a tie. Oh, yeah. One of them was second. <laughs> Second place. What is <laughs> first loser? Yeah. <laughs> so you guys are hanging out in one of the little bistros, let's say, in in this town, and you are approached by a young gentleman who introduces himself as Mitch. He tells you that he is a representative of Chad, and he has uh, come to check on the status of your project here. Oh, still working on it, bud. We heard about a bunch of worms that we're going to have to kill before we get our metal. And um, 
Right, guys, we're lying about this. <laughs> Follow. I say that in front of him. <laughs> this guy's looking at you guys wearing all of the Star stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I seem to have found quite a bit of it already. Yeah, this but is, this isn't for chat. This is. <laughs> this is fake Star Metal. Faux Metal. I mean, we didn't really have time to discuss what we were going to do with this metal. So, uh. <laughs> I mean, if, if we're going along with, like, we have stuff to do, I would, I would follow your lead. Yeah. I'm just, I'm going to tell this guy, we're still working on it. Mm-hmm. Oh, how much, how much time do you think you're going to need? I mean, I'm going to report back. Uh, probably like two days. What if you don't report back? <laughs> I'm sure what you're implying. <laughs> uh, could be one of two things. Two days it is. I'll uh, meet you back here. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Mitch wanders off into uh, the distance, looking over his shoulder as he goes. And you guys are sitting out, enjoying a nice sunny day. So, uh, why'd we lie to that guy, Melvin? <laughs> Doesn't seem to be any point to it. Well, there might be. So we kind of told Chad that we're going to bring him back this, back this metal. But we don't have to. We still could try our original plan that Exude had laid out for us, which was to try to kill Chad. And Exude, you there? You gonna you gonna text? Yep. Come on, Rocky. Does she respond? Uh, you don't get an immediate response. All right. In the shower. <laughs> oh, yeah. Excuse me. I gotta go to the bathroom. Gross. Uh I don't see. I don't think we should alter the current plan. Why? I don't... I'm just worried about giving the star metal a challenge and just making him stronger. What are we going to do with the singet? Whatever we want. Who do we know that can craft it? I don't know who crafted the shit we just got. <laughs> yeah, there'd be local craftsmen available. Crafts people available. You can make some ninja stars or something. What do you think, Kolvik? I'm Kolvik. I'm helping. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I would say that... I opened I, the closet and uh, the Jazzle Itch was in there? <laughs> I would agree with Melvin that it's kind of... It's kind of risky just bringing this much powerful star metal to the Lich, which I don't trust in the first place. And I wish we had a better option, like maybe giving it to a goddess or having another. But, I mean, we have the leverage of having it. That's the big thing. But I have no plan after that. Alright. You want to kill him? I'd say it's worth talking to Exude about. Okay. So we played the Exude waiting game. <laughs> Alright. So she didn't get an immediate response to you guys. But let's say she responds by early evening. You're still hanging around this place. Just, uh, just casually loitering about this town. And she gets your message. And, uh, and she pops up. Uh, snaps into existence, grabs an open chair nearby, pulls up to your table, perhaps uh, orders a beverage from the passing waitstaff, and says, well, what's going on? Uh, who has the ingot? I believe you would. Melvin, resident banker. Well, I take the ingot and I put it on the table and I'm like, we got the star medal. She uh, looks at it, nods, she can... You can tell she's uh, she's impressed by this uh, chunk of metal. And she says, well, what are you going to do? We're not sure. We were wondering if we should try our original plan and if it's worth giving Chad this powerful star metal. And we're going to want to maybe kill him anyway. Uh, let's see here. Do I roll or do you roll? I'm going to have you roll. Let me just a uh, straight up charisma check. Nice. That would be a 17. I have minus one to charisma. <laughs> <laughs> well, with a 17, I'm going to say that Exute is um, trusting and deferential in a way. In short, she's saying, we had an original plan, and I sent you off to do that, and you guys chose to do other than the original plan, which I can admit I was a little peeved about at first, but it seemed like it made sense at the time. Now you're questioning that and wondering if you should go back on it. I think we can make it work either way. Do you think there's anything we could do with this star metal? That would be good. Hmm. In light of Chad or just in general? Hmm. 
more in general. Could we use this Chad? For <laughs> <laughs> Could we use this Chad? Could we use this metal for our purposes to increase our chances against Chad in any way that you can think of? Hmm. Oh, I'm just trying to think if there's a way. Um. Or, man, I'm just I'm struggling to think of a good way where just having a hunk of this metal. I mean, you could craft it into something, but I'll be honest, I can't think of a good thing that would like come of crafting it. Like, like what what would be better against the lich than all of the tools, weapons, and spells you already have? Like, what would be enhanced? Like, you guys got the bonus to your armor by getting the uh-huh. uh, the equipment. So I'm just wondering. I can't think of what it would be that would get you something else. What if we turn it into a phylactery for me? <laughs> You're gonna lose Kolvik. Uh, yeah, she, definitely get a sigh eye when you say that. For me as well. I'm like, uh, what she? Well, let's see. How does she react to that? Um, she doesn't necessarily react positively to that. Uh, you can see her stiffen up just a little bit, and she says, "Well, I'll be honest with you. If you're looking to become a lich, well, Chad's probably a better ally for you than I am." Interesting. Just spitballing here. Hmm. What are we trying to grab? <laughs> Push the uh, star metal away? <laughs> so you have a plan? Like, wouldn't we knock him down to take care of him for good? Well, I don't know exactly how we would take care of him for good. We need to find a way to separate his soul from that phylactery. If he's willing to do that voluntarily, that is one path. But the other option is, if we kill him, his body will reform near the phylactery, which we have in a safe place. And we could, well, force him to remove it, or... Where's this safe place? Somewhere safe, she says. Like? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, She doesn't give you an answer. Is anybody looking at it? Is anybody looking at it, like, right now? Maybe. (laughs) Trying to get you to say top men. (laughs) Top men. What is that from? Uh, Indiana Jones? Yeah. Raiders of the Lost Ark. Mm. Yeah. Top. Man. Uh, Kolvik, why don't you give me an insight roll? Let's see if I got eight. Insight. Oh, nice. 20. With a 20, you can tell that Exude is um, sort of, well, especially after Melvin's comment, is uh, like a little more reserved and guarded with you guys than she maybe was in the past. Oops. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. Okay. I am probably want to try to snip back, seeing how she's already not really guarded from us, but hold my own reservations now. Alright. Just because, I mean, now we're we're pretty much puppets to two different people rather than one. That's a pretty good point. Kind of stuck in the middle. Yeah, we're stuck in the middle. One person not telling us what to do with the star metal, the other one not telling us where this phylactery is heading. So if we kill Chad, who knows what their end game is kind of thing. If we can even kill Chad. If we can even kill Chad. Mm-hmm. Damn. Death people. <laughs> we have no plan to kill Chad. We're just gonna walk in and try to kill him. We could have a craftsman completely encase the squirting bottle in the star metal to make a bomb. How would you turn on the the magic word? Oh. Or what about just a grenade? Or a couple grenades or something? Like some star metal grenades. Water doesn't compress. Well, it doesn't necessarily have to be with water. Could we actually... Put some gunpowder in them or something? Well, I don't know. Do we have... Explo- <laughs> Can we get some C4? <laughs> 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 mm-hmm. I think we should probably just trade Chad. And wish him good luck ruling his little kingdom. Well, you gotta remember, this isn't the last of our errands. He's got more stuff for us to go and get. Really? Yeah. Oh, no. I say, <laughs> I say we kill him. At this point, I mean, how are you feeling about Exute saying all this? She's kind of your, uh... <laughs> buddy. How do I feel about her saying what? She's that she's a little more... That she's being cagey? Yeah. Well, it's for a reason. Dimwood over there said he wants to be a lich. <laughs> <laughs> hey, goddess of death, I'm going to cheat you. Okay. Well, um, I guess... That's a good I mean, point. <laughs> what are we going to do? Fight either a lich or try to go against a, a, demi, a demigod? 
I mean, that's where I'm at kind of right now. I think we're I coming like along with it. I feel like they're both the same level of, like, I feel like the Lich is just as powerful as the God at this point. I don't think there's much daylight between them. Stuck in the middle with yeah. you. So we're we're at um we're back at Godsville. Uh no, you guys are still in Chaya. Chaya. Well, I would I'd wanna probably continue our mission with Chad. So far he's been that's the only way to keep going. Should we give him the medal right away? Or you just like you could hold it out and then when it reaches for it, be like, Whoa, oh, oh, uh, uh, oh, oh all right, oh. if we get on this path, what I say is that Whoever that dimwit that came, who we're going to meet in two days, we show him that we have the star medal, but we don't take it with us when we go to Chad. Oh, okay. All right. Where do we leave the the medal? We could leave it with Exude. She's not going to hide us with it. That too. That little KG hider of things. No, mm-hmm. I mean, there's no reason not to trust her, kind of thing. She's more not trusting us than we are of her. So I don't know. She said she's on board. So okay, I'm I'm with that. We have no other plans for the star metal that we can come up with, so mm-hmm. what's the real loss here? The loss is giving, to me in my mind, giving Chad something out of this deal until we're ready to give it to him. I'm ready to give it to him. <laughs> <laughs> sweet, sweet Chad. Alright, so I asked Exude, I'm like, listen, we don't want to take this with us when we go to see Chad then. How do you feel about hanging on to this until we're ready to fork it over? I think she'd be agreeable to that. Alright. I did have a question. Did you want that word of recall to go back to Kingsbury? Or, I mean, we could have it go to... Can we have it go back to Yasia? Yeah, that's the only thing I was thinking that. Uh, you would not be able to set it to Yasia. We would not. Uh, but you guys did reset it to uh, Redane, the town just outside of Peripio. That's right, we did, huh? Okay, well, I mean, I'll stay, but looks like we have a plan at least. All right, so... Can you zap us back to that one town that was outside of Chad's place? Bidane? Uh What I'm going to let you guys know is that Mitch uh, is going to teleport you guys back to Chad. Who? Mitch, the dude that came <laughs> oh, up earlier. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you were just talking to <laughs> I wasn't paying attention to his name. Mitch. Mitch? Hey, Match. Uh <laughs> But you guys remember it didn't happen in like episode time, but we talked about like you like uh, fucking Chad would have a secretary and mm-hmm. it would be Mitch the Lich's bitch. Mitch the Lich's bitch. I there do remember go. that. Anywho, so so Mitch. All right. Well, that well we didn't know that because now how are we show him that we have it and then give it to Exude? Do we like do we show him that we have it and then like oh, I gotta go to the bathroom and then <laughs> I gotta take a shit. <laughs> I mean, we can just do exactly that. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. well, Roscoe, I'll give it to you, and then you can say, I gotta go take a shit. And then when you come back, I guess you you give it to Exute while you're in the can. And then you, well, is she gonna come see me while I'm in the can? I would think that would be a requirement. She can't because it'd be in Lich's, it would be in that territory where she can't go. No, she would be in, she, we, she would do this before Mitch teleported us to Lich. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. gotcha. To Chad. To Chad Lich. Yeah. <laughs> what if that was his name? Like, instead of Chadwick, it's Chad Lich? <laughs> Chad Lich. What if we tell him that it's the stuff we're wearing? Take it off of me, fucker. That's not a bad idea. I guess that could work, right? What does he care what it's made out of? Or what it's made into? Sure. I'm into that. Well, okay. <laughs> Onward. Okay, well, right. I guess we still give the ingot to Exude then. Exude takes the ingot and says, is there anything else you need of me right now? I don't think Kiss so. Kiss luck. Uh, she leans over and uh, gives you a smooch on the cheek. On the cheek. That's oh, a, yeah. You're in the friend zone. <laughs> so, <laughs> Friends can fuck. <laughs> oh my God. I wonder how many people have said that. <laughs> I know, I know. Sad, sad people. <laughs> I know we're just friends, but friends can fuck. <laughs> so we're heading over to chat in two days, right? Yeah. Okay. What do we do for two whole days? And Rest up and get my spells back. Masturbate. <laughs> Party time. <laughs> Excellent. 
<laughs> Let's do the super duper masturbation ending. <laughs> oh, but it's all it's going on the on the wall. Oh god. <laughs> you guys are gross. <laughs> you're, you're, you're gross. <laughs> Y'all are nasty. <laughs> oh, that's nasty. So, did you guys want to actually do something for two days, or should we just fast forward over this? Uh, assuming we can rest up and everything. Oh, yeah. Should we just fast forward? Yep. I'm out of this dune town. It's what the fans want. I'm actually going to go. <laughs> you to take a shot. I'm, 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 I'm all for exotic meats. I'm going to go down to those worms and slice me off a piece. Go ahead and grill it. See how I like it. Oh, sure, sure, sure. I would imagine it would be uh, maybe a little rubbery, but pretty mm-hmm. good. Gross. Okay. Worm meat. Worm meat. Yeah. But you're you're crawling inside to cut out the meat, and you can hear Roscoe's voice from deep inside of it. Hey, hey, that fucker's <laughs> up on the surface. Go get him. <laughs> Gross. Master. Bait, 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 bait. Have you guys ever eaten worms? No. I probably Maybe. did when I was a kid. Yeah, yeah I have. Mm-hmm. Gross. I regret it immediately. Are worms considered insects? No. What are they considered? Hot insects. <laughs> <laughs> he got you there. <laughs> Burn. What a great answer. Phylum Analitia. Analitia. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like a potato chip ingredient or something. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what they made it out of. Lubricus. It's <laughs> <laughs> just getting better. Lubricus teridius, an earthworm. Tertius? Tertius. Lu- Lubricus tertius? <laughs> tertius idius. Tertius maximus. Oh, it's a like joke a, name. Like biggest dickus. <laughs> like a bunch of children. All right, so you guys... Wait uh, a day or two, and Mitch returns and offers to teleport you back to Chad. You guys say that you're ready. He doesn't really ask for proof of this. Is like his errand is really just to fetch you guys back before before he teleports us. Let's have it. Let's talk to Mitch a little bit. Hey, Mitch. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey guys. Did you guys get it all done now? Yeah, we did. How are you doing? I'm having a great day. Oh yeah. I'm pretty happy to be all bring you guys on back to Mitch now, because you're definitely ready to, to go this time, right? Yeah, we are. Hey, um, you know how to teleport people? That's pretty cool. Well, I've just got, like, a little amulet that Chad lets me use, and so... Oh, really? Can oh, I yeah. see it? Uh, huh? Can we see it? Yeah, he pulls it, he's got it, like, around his neck, and he pulls it out of his shirt, and it's just a little, uh, like a little amethyst pendant, basically. That's really awesome. Can I hold it? I'm not really supposed to take it off. <laughs> hey, uh, how long have you been working for uh, for Chad? Oh, it's been a good uh, ten years now or so. Oh wow! So uh, you and Chad are pretty pretty tight. Well, I mean, as, as close as an employer and employee can be. I mean, it's not maybe not maybe not as close as an employer and an employee can be, but very know. close. Does he pay you pretty good? Oh yeah, he's an excellent employer. Oh. Healthcare benefits. He's just a right guy any anytime i've needed time off you see my sister she gets really ill she's got a coughing thing and i've got to stay great, home great from work mitch, that'll make a great chapter <laughs> in my book what's going on with mitch <laughs> in my book so uh so it's 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 not bullshit like that he's a great guy and all that well chat for sure what they want with this star metal? Well, my understanding is that uh, there are several components he needs to collect, and he's got you and a few other groups of adventurers and whatnot that are collecting them. And then, uh, well, I've I've been organizing some of the elements of the the ritual that uh, we'll use to rebind his soul to uh, uh, to a new. Uh, and uh, and I, I my my understanding of it is an improved phylactery. Oh, what would improve a phylactery? I guess on the idea just that it binds part of his soul. Well, I'm not an expert. I understand there's a bartender who actually has a degree in this stuff, but uh, there's a well of the, the the sort of value of the of the of the material and the and the whatnot. It really impacts the amount of of uh, well, well, let's call it energy that can be stored within it. And while the uh, while a chalice is, it seems like it would be an ideal phylactery, it, it uh, 
is not necessarily of a very high value. Uh, Chad could store more uh, more soul uh, sort of uh, energy within it if it was of of uh, of greater value. Oh. What's Mitch? the what's the end result? Uh, well, you know, it's just uh, immortality. So there's technically not an end result if you pretty good. <laughs> Oh, I do. A lynch hammer for Mitch. Uh, right? yeah. <laughs> I do indulge. <laughs> All right, so, what other parts are people after? Oh, well, there's uh, the the components that I think are on the list for for you guys. Uh, we're gonna get the the metal, uh, which I understand you have acquired, and then um, there's some gems. I believe we're coming next, and. Um, well, we needed something to uh, to forge the material. So something, I'm not exactly sure what he's got in mind for that, but something really hot uh, is my is my uh, understanding. Forge it into what exactly? Uh, well, the the Chad's original skull is uh, what what uh, part of what keeps him on this plane, and he's going to encrust it with the metal and the gems and the whatnot that uh, that are going to be brought. His own skull that he uses. Oh, he's not in there anymore, of course. No. His, well, I guess my understanding would be that he's, that's his old skull. He's not in his old body anymore. Oh. This is almost like, feels like a Dorian Gray situation where he's like kind of out of whatever gets into him, gets into the golem and the flower. Where is his old that. skull? I'm, you know, I'm not exactly sure. He has several vaults and whatnot that he keeps things in. Hmm. I like Mitch. Yeah. Hey, Mitch. You're a cool dude. Well, I've, <laughs> I'm, thank you. <laughs> what are the other adventuring teams after? Uh, there's a variety of other components and spell enhancements, uh, ingredients and whatnot. I, I understand that you guys are the one collecting the ones of the most material value. That's because we're the very good adventuring team. Well, so I understand. <laughs> <laughs> are you, uh, have you been teleporting these other groups around as well? Oh, no, no. Largely, I take notes and, and uh, keep track of things, but uh, he's pulled me off of that duty to uh, to fetch you guys this time around. Well, are there, do you have other colleagues or people that you work with? Or? No, well, yeah, there's several of us. Uh, we, we have, uh, I mean, not like a union or anything. I'm not really unionizing, <laughs> but... <laughs> I mean, but you could unionize, I suppose, huh? <laughs> I mean, there's various merits, but I mean, most people unionize because they feel they're not getting sufficient pay or benefits. And, well, Chad's, uh, Chad's just been a great employer. Man, there's just no... Everybody likes this fucking guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, Makes don't sense. get me wrong. I understand the merits of socialism. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess we look at each other. I guess we can go uh, talk to Chad now. Wonderful, wonderful Chad. All right. Well, you guys go off to a little side street because, well, it would be impolite, I think, to teleport just on a, like right out there in the busy out in the open. And, uh... Mitch grabs his amulet and says a few magic words, and a, a big portal opens up in the sandstone wall in front of you, and you can see that the other side of it leads directly into uh, sort of the main chamber in Chad's castle. And Chad, oh, sorry, not Chad, but Mitch beckons you t- through the hole. Okay. I'm going to toss Mitch a gold. I like Mitch. He gave us a lot of good information there. Oh, that's really not necessary, sir, but I've, and you're already gone. Yeah. <laughs> or he's insulted. I make a living wage. Right. <laughs> 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 are really unnecessary. Kind of rude in this part of the uh, castle. To, you know, he throws it back at me and hits me in the head with it. <laughs> he's just still holding it confused when you guys all arrive on the other side of the wall. It's like, what the hell is this for? Right. <laughs> Um, so you arrive and Mitch goes on to fetch Chad. Chad comes back into the room a few minutes later. You guys go back into that side room where you had had dinner than the previous occasion. He uh, sits down and maybe gets some snacks out and what have you. Uh, Kolvik, he's actually got a bowl of raisins ready for you. And uh, he says, well, kind of like does the whole clap and rub his hand.
episode 85, Lying to Mitch, was released on May 19th, 2019. See where this roller coaster takes us next week on... Vegan! 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 The Very Good Adventuring Team! Star Metal Pants! What you gonna do with the Star Metal Pants? Star Metal Pants! What you gonna do with the Star Metal Pants?